for another episode of Crime in Hollywood. Now, as you guys have seen, there's been a consistent tradition when it comes to this show where we talk about crimes that have happened in Hollywood by specific people, by specific famous people. And as of lately, I've been trying to bring in some other elements to the show where not only do we talk about true crime, and there is a true crime episode that has just been released. I hope you appreciate that. Fatty Arbuckle. Very interesting story. Roscoe. It's just crazy. Check it out if you haven't already. But not only do we do true crime, we also dabble in entertainment news, which is simply episodes where I look at recent news in the entertainment industry, whether it's a movie trailer, um, casting, uh, different things that have happened to specific celebrities, such as face tattoos. All of these things are covered in episodes like this, and we're calling it Now That's Hollywood. Because ultimately, that's what it is, and that's what we're talking about. So, today is one of those episodes where we're talking about current events in the entertainment industry. And one of the first things I really want to bring up is American Idol, okay? And the only reason I want to bring this up is not because, oh, I cried because, you know, Sheila could sing really well and she had an acoustic guitar with only three fucking strings on it. Don't care. Because, truth be told, those of us that... (laughs) Those of us that know American Idol well enough can sit here and truly say, it doesn't mean anything now. It means nothing. Sure, there might have been a lot of people that watched it, but I think those numbers are skewed. Because let's be honest, there's not really anybody outside of Kelly Clarkson and maybe Carrie Underwood that have done American Idol and became massive superstars it just has not happened there's been plenty of other winners from the show that have done nothing (laughs) absolutely nothing Bo Bice Clay Aiken Ruben Stuttered there's all these dudes where you're like alright why are we still doing this why is this still in existence especially when you have America's Got Talent X Factor The Voice you're like hey guys Did you not make it on those other three platforms doing the same shit? Well, come on over to American Idol. We'll help you out. It's no different than The Bachelor. It's like, how are these shows still somehow getting these numbers? Because the reality of it is, nobody's watching TV. But there obviously has to be a specific amount of people that still watch TV. I feel like it's an age group that I'm not a part of. And it's most certainly older. I feel like any of us that have any idea what's happening in American Idol today, it's only because of a YouTube clip. It doesn't have anything to do with actually watching the fucking show. Because like I said, who is still watching TV outside of maybe our parents? If it's not on Netflix, I won't see it. Obviously, I'm just joking, but the, the fact of the matter is, there is no fucking way that this show should still exist. And you got Luke Bryan, Katy Perry, 
and someone else that is so forgettable that uh, that's what happened. Uh, I don't know what what, what 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 have we come to to consider this some sort of level of entertainment where you're like, oh yeah, let's talk about it because there, it none of these people, even the winner from this season isn't gonna do shit. Who won last season? Who won the season before that? Okay? Everybody has the ability to promote themselves now. Where you don't need to compete on some fucking reality singing competition show. Why? And I think the telltale sign of that is the contestants that are coming onto the show now. I mean, the promo for this this season is mostly a bunch of people at, at their wits end. I've been sober 10 months. I'm homeless. I live in my car. Uh, I'm an orphan. Whatever the fucking may be there, it's most certainly a pull at your heartstrings type of situation. It's real life clickbait. It's real life people doing things to try to make you interested in what they're doing by making you feel bad. <laughs> and I'm not into it. Don't give a shit. Hate it a lot. Because it would be one thing if you knew for a fact the person that wins this show is off to fame and glory. But we all know better. We know. Otherwise, we would be hearing way more about these winners. And that's the worst part, is you get invested in a specific singer, performer, and you want them to win. And if they don't win, you might not ever see them again. But then, if they do win, you still might never see them again. <laughs> and that's the facts. That's why I feel like you could, you could, you could make an argument for the existence of the show if you knew for a fact that people were getting a foot in the door by being on the show. Or gaining really anything. Because even the exposure is so minimal. Because it's... Uh, there's no way. There's that many people watching this shit. Outside of the YouTube clips, I don't believe it. I don't believe it with any of the numbers. For any shows. Because there's way too many people that are getting almost everything exclusively from YouTube. Or streaming services themselves. I remember in the beginning, I wasn't when I first got a phone that had the capabilities of watching YouTube on my phone. I never used it the way that I use it now, because there's so many great podcast shows on YouTube. You can't get away from it. You go watch all of them. It's hilarious, <laughs> and now that 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 is an option, to be able to get get more exposure from an easier like platform an easier promotional thing why would you do anything else why do any of these people think oh, i need to go to american idol because that's going to be what does it for me when it hasn't really done it for many people at all <laughs> almost none carrie underwood kelly clarkson that's it that's it those are the only two that have really blossomed into something significant and and Kelly Clarkson was number one. She was the first one. 
So it makes sense, right? But what about everybody else in between? Gone. Doing nothing. No record deals. No music. What? Uh, so why I, I just don't get the I don't get the thinking for somebody who is who is a struggling artist to think that American Idol is going to help them at all. Other than the fact that you can perform, people could see you, and it might help boost your YouTube channel views or subscribers. Other than that, fuck them. Why do it? The shit shouldn't even be in existence. I've known plenty of great singers. Back when American Idol sh- was a thing, it was helpful. I mean, all the singers that got on that first season should be doing something, Right? Just because of longevity and the fact that you were the original. But they're not. Where's Justin Guarini? Where's he? Why isn't he doing anything? He was second. He got second prize. Even in the Ultimate Fighter, the guys that don't get to the championship Ultimate Fighter fight, they're just on the card. They still get a contract. They get a deal. But not American Idol people. It's weird. It's fucking weird. But I'm over it. I don't talk about it anymore. I don't think you guys want to hear me talk about it anymore. So let me just say this. As you notice, we changed the artwork. The artwork has grown. It's different. I changed it a couple different times. Uh, sometimes in a year. Uh, sometimes I'll leave it for a while. It really just depends on how I feel about it. Like, uh, if I if I just get sick of looking at it, I have to change it. And then I also think about, does this read the way that I want it to does the artwork for the podcast show tell you anything about the show because sometimes it benefits to have have that you know uh, old timey type of quote where it's like oh does you know don't judge a book by its cover but then again the cover is what makes you click first if the cover is not interesting I'm not going to grab the book and read the back so better to have cover art for my show that says, "Hey, this is what it, this is what it is: true crime and entertainment news." Because I get so bored just doing research for bad people. I like to have fun. I like to have a blasty blast. I like to come in here and just fucking riff on some ridiculous entertainment news I can't help it it's more fun to me than just doing research especially if it's things I already know and then I have to write a bunch of notes it's just a lot of work with this concept with this style of episode I can just have four or five different things I want to talk about and I just talk about it I don't make notes other than hey this is this is the topic I'm going to tell you how I feel about it American Idol Ugh. Why? The Bachelor. Why? It's just, I don't, oh man. It's almost like you can't help but to be angry at the fact that they waste all this fucking money making these things. Like, dude, you could make a YouTube channel that's better than that. With that, with that budget? Oh yeah, more exposure too. But, <clears throat> like I said, uh, I changed the artwork for the podcast, I'm very happy with it. I like the style. Uh, it was very fun to do. Of course, I got 
I got too into it because all of us that are artists, we know what it's like when you fall into a project. Nothing else matters. You're in that project until it's to your perfection. And that's it. The world is silent in those moments. And I thrive. But I also get irritated. I'm like, motherfucker, I know what I want. I know what it should look like. Doesn't look like it. So keep working. You just get deeper and deeper. And then you end up changing the artwork for most of your podcast in one day. But uh, on top of the art, uh, artwork that has changed, I'll probably end up doing some new music here soon, uh, specific to uh, these episodes where I talk about just Hollywood news. But I've also reinvested, I think I might have mentioned it a couple episodes ago, but I got a different microphone. And out of all the microphones I got, I always glorify the newest one. And I can, I can honestly say the same thing about this. Very happy. Couldn't be happier. Love this microphone. And the reason I like this microphone is because the, the adapter, the, par- the part that connects to the arm, to the mic stand, is it's not so cluttered, <laughs> if that makes sense. There's not a bunch of shit in the way. And I don't really have to talk directly into it for it to get almost the exact same sound all the way through. So I feel more comfortable just riffing, uh, laughing, making jokes. I, I don't know. There's, If you're a podcaster, you understand. But if you're just a podcast listener, you probably have no idea. And it's fine. That's what I'm here for. I like to talk about these things because who knows? There, There's always the chance that somebody listening to your podcast could be thinking to themselves, hey man, I could do this. I want to do this. I'm interested in doing this. So I'm giving you some menial advice. Buy a bunch of microphones, different ones, all the time, always. Don't stop buying them. The technology is constantly improving. You got to stay up to date. Or just spend like $400 one time and you're fine. That's the truth, though. Buy one of those fucking, those sure whatevers. Or, uh, I don't even know, I can't think of the other brand. Doesn't matter, but buy one of those ones you see Joe Rogan using and you're fine. But that is a $400 microphone. So enjoy. The reason I don't go out of my way and just do that one time is not only because the technology is advancing, but because... If I break that thing for any reason or somebody else does on accident, you're going to be way more upset than you are if it's $20. Like, oh, the $20 mi- uh, microphone broke. That sucks. That is terrible. But also, I can have $20 tomorrow <laughs> scraping change out of the couch. That's simple. But podcasting isn't for everybody. Uh, I feel like those of us that can't handle criticism will have an issue. Because the the whole thing is is you're not getting constructive criticism in most senses. It's just people telling you how bad you are. They don't tell you how to improve. They tell you to quit and die. (laughs) So you don't really know what to say. What, What do you take from that? And they also do it in a fashion where you can't respond. You can't create dialogue with them. Like, hey man, I acknowledge the fact you're upset. What can I do to please you? 
Or, hey man, Dolly Parton has a podcast. Go there. But speaking of weird news and, and, and people, uh, there's a lady who had posted on Twitter that she was taking a bath in Cheetos. That's right. But not just regular Cheetos, you guys. <laughs> Flaming Hots. You heard it. The best kind of Cheeto. And she decided to take a bath in it and also posted on Twitter. Like, what the fuck is the plan here? What's the goal? You just want the convenience of being able to eat your bathroom snack, bath time snack, while in the bathtub? Is there, are you like just fully against getting the, the red stained fingers from digging in the, in the bag? And, and, and you prefer to just get a red stained body from the neck down? Gross. Just gross and absolutely dumb. I don't ever understand why people... I get it if you're alone, by yourself. But there's a certain type of person that films themselves doing this and thinks, you know who should see this? Everyone. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? When it comes to that kind of weird shit, the people that post it and try to glorify it, make people acknowledge it, are usually pretty women. And it was an attractive woman in the bathtub. She probably filmed herself and was like, you think I'm not going to post this? You're out of your mind. I just shaved my legs. I look good. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, you realize that you're going to get some of those spices inside of you. And then what? What do you tell your doctor then? You call your, she calls her, her doctor and she's like, You know what, doc? I've been feeling different. And I feel like I should get an appointment. I feel like I should immediately come and see you. And, and, and try and uh, figure out what's happening here because it doesn't feel right. And so the doctor is even concerned on the phone. He's like, come right in. Let's check this out. And she does. And then she has to explain to her doctor, a medical professional, that she was taking a bath in flaming hot Cheetos. Like a stupid, stupid person. And the doctor's going to have to be like, well, yeah, ma'am. That's not what you do with them. I mean, did you not think of consequences at all? Obviously, this was going to happen. Obviously, it wasn't going to go well. Oh, you're trending on Twitter? Well, fucking high five it, girl. You did it. You made it. Like, the desperate attempts for people to get attention is so fucking sick. You think about all the people that you know from your life before social media was a thing and how desperate you would see those couple people that you hung out with that were desperate for attention and they would do stupid shit, say stupid shit. You come to find out, it seems like there's more of those people than we could have ever imagined. Almost everybody's like that. Give me attention one way or the other. Whether it's something bizarre that I say, 
something bizarre that I do, or me seeking some sort of justice or sympathy. I need it. I want it. I feed off of it. And believe me, I do podcasts, I do YouTube videos, all this shit, and I obsessively look at the numbers. I'm curious what's doing well. I'm curious because then that helps you create the formula of how you're going to go forward. Oh, is this doing better than how I did that? Well, I'm going to continue doing this because it's more successful. That's all it is. But to go out of your way and create something or say something for the sole purpose of getting people to pay attention to you, that's dumb. I get it in person, in public, around people for attention. There's always those people because everyone else is kind of quiet and to themselves. That's how society actually works. <laughs> That's fine. I get it. The one guy who yells or falls down just because. Fine. But now all of those yellers and faller downers are just saying shit online. Posting weird shit. Recording themselves doing weird shit. For attention. And it's like, dude, you don't get paid for that. You don't really get anything for it. It's something that you think you get. And it's all inside of you. Like, you can go to any fan, like, a person like this can go to a family function with close relatives, and none of them are going to be like, hey man, I saw you were blowing up on Twitter. Because the real world doesn't give a shit about that. It's not a fucking thing at all. But yet there's people like this lady who's like, I'm going to bathe in Cheeto, in the fucking the hottest Cheetos out there, and I'm going to post them online. Because you know what? I'm that bold. I'm that interesting it's like bitch no we know that you spent way too much fucking money on flaming hot cheetos to get enough cheetos to fill a bathtub is an is way too much and then also to have the kind of funds to where you can just throw food away like that i'm surprised there's not more outrage truly surprised i'm sorry for calling her a bitch i feel bad about it but at the same time you gotta be pretty dumb the point here is simply People are making ludicrous decisions in the things that they post. Never thinking of repercussions or consequences or the the fact that maybe somebody you don't want to see it actually sees it. Nobody thinks about that. It's all fucking wild, wild west out there on Twitter. People are just going apeshit. And I love it. I love it because... When you're on the outskirts and all you do is post things about your podcast and uh, some jokes, you see it from a different perspective because you're not really involved. Like, I couldn't care less either way. I like to use this stuff as, like, a fodder, I guess you'd say, to just create. So I get to come in here and riff about a lady <laughs> taking a bath in fire water. And not the good kind. And, and, and here's the other thing. She goes and posts that. She might get a bunch of followers and trend for a little bit, but it goes away. She doesn't get anything more than that, but her own satisfaction. Her close friends, people that see her in person aren't, aren't like, oh, Jenny, you were fucking trending. They don't give a shit. They don't care. It's not a thing. Unless they're also social media hounds. And it's rare to have that many of them in the same group. Because how do you know each other? You don't speak other than your tweets to each other. Not real conversation at all. But at least when I go and do this and I get to talk about this person for a set amount of time, 
I get to go and post it, give it to you guys, put an ad in here, and I get money for it. So it doesn't even really matter. I could sit here and just be like, just make a bunch of noises, and sure enough, I'm going to get at least 25 people to listen to it. And those 25 people, 25 people might be like, oh, that was the dumbest shit ever, and tell a friend, and that person's going to check it out, and it's just balloons into this stupid thing. And now, every episode I put out, I have to do it like, right? So I hurt myself in the end. It's a lose-lose. And that just makes me wonder about this ASMR. Has anybody ever just made those ridiculous sounds? For an ASMR podcast. It seems like it would do well. Just stupid noises. For an hour. Somebody's going to listen to it. And be like guys. There's this great ASMR podcast. And it's like no it's just. This is a podcast done by a seal. Just <laughs> That's a pretty good seal. I think it's the first time I really attempted it. But anyway speaking of seals. No. Speaking of uh, comedy, comedians, all of those things, uh, I heard recently, and this is really weird because I didn't expect it to happen so soon. Uh, I've heard. I, okay, let's put it this way. Let's start. Let's make it simple. So, Chris D'Elia, one of my favorite comedians, so funny, such a hilarious guy. He has a podcast called Congratulations. I watch all the episodes, I've been a fan for a long time. And he's recently talking, and he made several comments on his recent episode that he's having a baby soon. <laughs> what? What? How did I not know this? And apparently it was, like, brought to the public eye from the Fighter and the Kid podcast. And I accept that, but I also watched the episode and don't remember him saying anything about it. Is that my fault? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because here's the other thing. Even in watching that, as well as his own podcast, I never even hear him talk about having a girlfriend or a wife, let alone somebody who is pregnant with his child. Very interesting. I'm happy for him. That's awesome. I love to see when great artists and creators uh, create offspring. <laughs> that makes sense. Right? You want their legacy to live on in the hopes that maybe you'll get two Chris D'Elia's. Maybe you'll get two Mike Tyson. Whatever the case may be, right? You just want these the legacies to continue. You want the talent and the entertainment to continue with their offspring. And let's be honest, it doesn't happen often. It certainly doesn't happen often where Hulk Hogan's kids are fantastically entertaining fantastically I don't think that's a word maybe it is who cares my point is if Hulk Hogan's kids were phenomenal wrestlers yeah it would ha you would it doesn't happen okay let's just leave it at that it's a rare occurrence that a super famous artistically capable person has a child and that child continues their legacy like Kurt Cobain's daughter yeah she's very artistic but she's not in a grunge band. She's not singing about, you know, the 2010 teen spirit. Right? Even though we would love that. We would buy that. It doesn't happen. 
But speaking of things that are strange that shouldn't happen but have happened or haven't happened, Robert Pattinson, and we've heard about this guy, Robert Pattinson from Twilight, uh, from Harry Potter, he's done a lot of things where he's not a human person. He's he's a, 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 a vampire <laughs> and a wizard. So, there you go. He's very talented, though. He's a very, very talented guy. And he's been cast to play Batman. We know this. This is not news. It's already blown the internet to shreds. We know that. But I want to make mention of the recent camera test that they have done. Now, if you're unfamiliar with how movies work, they got to see how you look on camera. We all remember, or most of us remember, remember when Nicolas Cage and Tim Burton were teaming up to do a Superman movie. Or Kevin Smith. I don't know. doesn't matter. It was going to be a darker version of Superman, and Nicolas Cage was set to play Superman. And they had to do a camera test. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. But they do that with a lot of these, especially the superheroes. You'd imagine they have to look like a superhero on the camera. So they did that with Robert Pattinson. They said, we got to do a camera test with this guy, and we got to put it out there. Because I'm sure there's plenty of people that are like, fuck this guy. He shouldn't be playing Batman at all. So by putting out this video, it's going to help convince some of those people that aren't into it. Because here's the thing when it comes to Batman. The only thing that matters about him in the costume is his jaw and his lips and his chin. The eyes are semi-important, but let's be honest. Michael Keaton was one of the best Batman because he had the chin, baby. He had the lips. He, uh, The fucking facial part that is only shown in the mask, <laughs> he had it the best. And that was Michael Keaton. Now, was he jacked? Was he swole like you'd think Batman should be? No. But was he... Was it sellable? Was it believable? Fuck yeah. He's the Batman. So when I saw Robert Pattinson during this camera test, which is only... It's less than a minute long. When I saw this, all I'm thinking is, let's see what his face looks like in the mask. Is it convincing? And let me just tell you guys, I like it. But let's also keep in mind, the last two Batmans we've seen have been Christian Bale and Ben Affleck. Considerably more veteran actors than Robert Pattinson. But has it not been proven that Robert Pattinson can play a character? the same character in multiple movies and grow with that character because of Twilight? Yeah. But he's going from playing a vampire to just a bat. So there you go. But you also have to think about, like I said, with the it's also the, the director, the writing, but it really boils down to the villains. And nobody can argue that. Batman movies have been sold because of the villains. You have to have somebody that's worthy of watching compete with Batman on the screen. And the Joker is certainly one of the top. He is the top. But there is many, many more. 
So with the fact that Joker, uh, origin story of the Joker, Batman's villain, has been released. It is in existence. It's out there. We've seen it. Doesn't that only make you wonder, because it's a younger Batman, are they going to meet up? Are we going to see Joker and Batman in the new Batman? Are we going to get both a new Batman and a new Joker? Or is is Joaquin Phoenix going to lose a bunch of weight again because he doesn't drink milk <laughs> and he's going to somehow look, because he is older than Batman, obviously. But is that the plan? Is he going to reprise the role of Joker in the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson? You got to wonder. You got to question it. No one's answered it. Or maybe they have and I haven't looked into it because also don't really give a shit because just some movie. It's just a movie, folks. It's a film. People are going to watch it because the characters are intriguing. I honestly don't give a shit who the actors are. Write a good story. Film it correctly. Promote it right. I'm in. Will Ferrell could play Batman as far as I'm fucking concerned. I don't care about that at all. Doesn't mean shit. Bring on Pete Holmes. <laughs> he's he's done plenty of Batman. But my point is, is as far as superhero movies go, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, let's not deny. Iron Man, played by Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in a bunch of trouble for drugs and shit. Not a great dude. Chris Evans came from not another teen movie. Okay, so we know that, that actors can grow, they can get better, and they can play a role so well that it's almost unbelievable that they're anybody else. And I see that with Robert Pattinson. I certainly see that. That's why I think, hey, they fucking saw it too. He'll be back. <laughs> He'll dedicate his entire life to it. I mean, look at Henry Cavill. The dude's already jacked, but he's still steady doing this crazy workout to reprise Superman. Because in his mind, he's already thinking, I am Superman. That's who I am. But in the end, like I said, it is truly about the villains when it comes to Batman. The bad guys have to be legit. You have to, in, in some ways, in some ways you kind of root for the villain because Batman is human. That's the whole thing with Batman. He's a human dude. He doesn't have superpowers. He's just a special guy who decided to take justice into his own hands. Fine. But the villains, some of the villains have superpowers. So you gotta wonder. I mean, the, the lifespan of this person can't be very long, and I'm speaking just on Bruce Wayne, but it's not hard to believe more Batmans wouldn't come to be. Like, it's not Bruce Wayne. This is Steve <clears throat> Wilford or whatever. He's here, and he's putting on the suit. He's Batman. You don't call him Batman 2.0 or Batman the Second. He's just Batman. Outside of the suit, he's Steve. Outside of the suit, he's Bruce Wayne. But anybody in the suit could be Batman. Right? <clears throat> and like I said, when it comes to the way that he looked in the costume, obviously I don't think that the costume is as form-fitting as it will be in the movie. And let's let's be honest. Any of the Batman costumes that have 
came into play in any of the films, any of the TV shows. By far the worst one was Ben Affleck. Didn't even really look like Batman. He was a shitty Batman. He's a great actor, shitty Batman. Batman didn't work. The suit was gross. Uh, Not into it. You can imagine why it's not popular, why he's not coming back. Obviously, they went younger, but still. It's a it's an easy cop-out to be like, oh, we want a younger Batman, Ben. Sorry, <laughs> we're going to go younger, man. You can't come back. But really, they just, in their own minds, they know. Uh, we don't want Ben back. It's not going to work. I'm sure they felt that way about Christian Bale for a while. Like, does this guy have a lisp? I think he has a lisp. That's weird. I don't think Batman ever had a lisp. But still. Robert Pattinson could be a very good Batman. Only time will tell. And for him to continue to to do the role, you know he has to do well in this film. And he knows it. And that's what makes you wonder. Because of the timeline for the Joker movie and the Joker in the Dark Knight, played by Heath Ledger, it seems like this version of the Batman would have a better Joker, like Joaquin Phoenix Joker, right? You would think, you would hope, but it's not up to us. And that is one of the worst parts about films and television is it's not up to us. We don't get a say. Even though it's so easy to get people involved, they still don't do it. I mean, the Oscars, the Grammys, all these things that have to do with awards for entertainment, we're not the one... Sure, there might be the People's Choice or Nickelodeon, whatever, but when it comes to the big awards where we decide what the greatest film was, who the best actor was for that year, none of us get a say. And that's not fair. It's not fair because we are the general public. We're the ones paying to watch these movies. We're the ones ultimately paying to get them made. So why shouldn't we be the ones voting for who should be the best actor? Who should win? What movies should be nominated? Etc. Etc. And it sucks. It really sucks. It's unfair. But that's where we are. Will it ever change? One can hope. Because I would most certainly like to be on, you know, see a ballot for award shows. Be able to be one that, get, that helps decide whether or not uncut gems wins a bunch of awards, or Parasite, right? That's the whole thing I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with here when it comes to movies in general. I can't get over the fact that how come we don't get a say when it's so easy for everybody to have a say? Have we not noticed? Hashtag Twitter. <laughs> hashtag Oscars, right? People go to the hashtag, vote on your favorite movie. Vote on your favorite actor. I guess that maybe that's why the people's choice even exists. But it, the reality of it is, in the end, there should be one award show. And then that'll really sum everything up. Either way, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. You're phenomenal. I'm glad that uh, I have an audience. I'm glad that I can do these things. And you guys will check them out. You'll enjoy them. Whether or not I know that for a fact, I can at least assume it to my to, to myself. And that's why I continue to do it. Even though there's probably somebody who listens to this podcast every time a new episode comes out and they hate it. But you also listen. So I think it's more of a you problem and not me. Either way, 
Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Patrick Michael, and you're beautiful. Stay beautiful. Until next time. (laughs) 